popularity. It turns out, adulting is much like the schoolyard, only with better toys, more lunch money, and a later curfew. There's still a cool kids' table and a corner for the jocks who only like the popular girly girls. There are still the wallflowers who are underestimated and misunderstood. And let's not forget the I wish I had a little more of this and a little less of that body conscious chicks. Only now, having credit affords many the opportunity for a nip and tuck. Insert drum roll. Then there are the bullies, the people that don't know who they are, so they make fun of you because, well, they don't know who they are. High school is now called the workplace. Fun day is the staff party, and after school clubs are known as happy hour. Assembly is the dreaded staff meeting. Report card day is the end of year review, and teachers are nothing more than annoying supervisors. Only now, in most cases, you are probably better qualified to do their job. Bullies are called negative Nancys and Karens, who always have a problem and find fault in everything you do. Usually, these folks have no life of their own. There, of course, is still the one person that's the butt of all the jokes. And on the flip side, there's the most charismatic individual that everyone gravitates toward, aka the popular kid, that it's more beneficial to befriend than to be enemies with. Like I said, adulting, nothing more than a playground for grown-ups. In the ninth grade, I remember it was back to school time, and one of my older sisters was taking me to get new school shoes. At the time, the fad was for girls to wear boy shoes, thick socks, and uniform skirts above the knees. I, of course, wanted to follow suit. My warden, sorry, I mean my sister, wasn't having any of it. She adamantly said no and proceeded to buy me the shoes that she deemed appropriate. Even thinking about it now, I want to burst into tears. Picture it, backdrop in the 90s, a time of L.A. gear and travel fox. But no, I had these black laced Oxfords with about a two and a half to three inch heel. Jesus, just take me home now, please. I was mortified and she was unbothered. Her stand simply was, you look like a decent young lady as you should. As was expected, the first day of school was something right out of Carrie, the horror movie. Suddenly, there was a spotlight on me like Queen Latifah being surrounded by the cops and set it off. It was playing out like a scene from Mean Girls and my shoes had just earned a spot in the burn book. Everyone was talking about the girl with the heels. As I walked down the halls, I could hear the snickers and the whispers. Cheese your shoes? I wanted the earth to open and swallow me. Let me tell you, for at least a month, the attention was a bit too much. So I took that time to finally utilize my library pass. While I didn't let on in those moments, naturally I was not too fond of the feeling at all. It was one of my first encounters of owning it, or at least pretending to. When I was seen, I was strutting like I was the genius behind the shoe choice. At the end of the semester, there was a huge sigh of relief. And while kids had long since stopped talking about it, that feeling of being mocked lingered. I'd made it through four months of self-consciousness, but I can't say it was unscathed. Fast forward to the next semester. To my shock and awe, everyone had shoes with a heel on them. 
I'm no fool to believe that I was the trendsetter as much as I was the unwilling forerunner. Everyone else kind of had no choice. That year, that shoe style was what all the stores predominantly carried. Sigh, island people problems. I can only smile to myself, thinking of the irony. The very thing that I was ridiculed for was now embraced, and anyone who wasn't wearing one was the oddball. Similarly, I had an experience with the same issue in the workplace. I was a part of a group chat with my co-workers that sat in my immediate area, only to learn there was a larger group that I wasn't a part of. So I asked one of the young ladies, Hey, why was I not added to the group? I like jokes too. She smiled and said, Take it as a compliment. There's nothing in that group that you need to be a part of. Lesson, just because you can fit doesn't mean you belong. Some people are popular because they are likable. Some for what they have, others for their looks. Then there are those who are because of who they are connected to. Popularity can be a double-edged sword, like in the case of poor Malia, who merely wanted to live her life, but instead has been publicly shamed for everything from wearing Daisy Dukes to going to a pool party, all because her last name is Obama. Yet, the rest of the world can post ratchet pictures for likes and be praised for it, a.k.a. influencers. Why am I saying all of this? Well, different is vying to be the new black. Nothing ever becomes popular until one person dares to do it. It only takes one bold soul, brave enough to say, yeah, this bussin, before the masses jump on the bandwagon. If Gretchen in Mean Girls was comfortable in her own skin, she totally could have made fetch a thing. While popular means being liked and admired, it's as if everyone is longing to be known for putting a twist on the last type thing. Though it really shouldn't be, because if all of our purposes were the same, then where's the variety or the point in that? For most of us, if you've already done the self-work, you'd find your purpose isn't considered popular. It doesn't lend to having great likability, especially in these social media streets. Post something of substance and depth, two likes. Post a scantily clad picture, hashtag follow my bliss, 12,000 likes, 250 shares, 4,000 comments, and 11,065 saves. However, most of what we've been created to do calls for us going against the grain, not being part of the in crowd. If all you want is for people to like you, then go join a pageant, eh? And work on being Miss Congeniality. Because this here real world is far from sugar and spice and everything nice. Let's take, for instance, Moses. I mean, to go from being one of the slaves to growing up in the palace? Yes! Every kid's dream. More than Ramesses, Moses was mentioned as the Prince of Egypt. I suppose by today's standards, I'd say he was known and popular. His hashtag would probably have been hashtag Palace Bay. I mean, who doesn't like the king's kids, right? Yeah, until one kid turns out to be an Israelite and not an Egyptian. It was all Prince of Egypt Moses until he rolled up and said in my Kevin Hart voice, Pharaoh, God said to tell you, let my people go. His popularity turned into notoriety real quick. Popularity is not to be confused with fame, which is what I think most people prefer. In general, fame refers to the recognition and popularity refers to likability. 
So ask yourself, is it that you want to be liked or be known? I don't know about you, but I feel popularity ain't as breezy as it seems. It can easily slip into people-pleasing. What you don't ever want is to start feeling purpose with applause. In the spirit of transparency, when I first started my blog, I show enough thought this was going to blow up like Will Smith in Independence Day. Ooh, child, those subscribers were scanty, few and far between. I looked at those stats like, Lord, for the amount of time this labor of love consumes and these gems I be dropping? Sir, what happened? Then the question came to me, what if you never get your name in lights? Would you still do this? What if only one person reads your blog every week? Would you still write with the same quality and intensity as you do for the masses? When I look at popularity, I have to ask, what is our motive for wanting to be seen or heard and known? Is it because we genuinely have something to say and a genuine incline to help people or because we want to fuel our ego? Or are we like the schoolgirl I was, mortified when our difference pushes us to be on display? against our will? Or can you be like a Moses and go back to the people that you partied with, or worst, who hurt you, and be the message of salvation? O-M-G. When I look in the mirror, I see an amazing person, smart, talented, funny, down to earth, a little lippy, but that's okay. I mean, really, all I'm interested in is Jesus jokes and coffee. Yet, in every arena I entered, I encountered people that didn't like me. Folks drawing conclusions about me never having had a conversation with me. I won't lie, that was confusing and difficult. It bothered me like you won't believe. My aim was never to be popular, but man, could you not scowl when I walk by? Thanks. It took a minute for me to be okay with not being everyone's cup of tea. And now, I see why I was set apart even amidst my undercover shenanigans. Imagine being popular, then having to go through a valley experience on display. I soon became very grateful no one knew my name. Because here's the thing, isolation can quickly spin into depression. Chin up though, there is hope. May I remind you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. One thing this blog of life has shown me is that popularity is not an indication of quality. It also is not the hallmark of what you should be doing. Everything always boils down to two options, and I'll put it to you like this. When you say yes to something, that means you are inherently saying no to something else. The only real question now is, do you want to be popular or do you want to be effective? 